0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome back in to another week of Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you as we get set to talk Chattanooga Athletics. We do it each and every week and you can find us right here for Mocks on the Mic. Make us your first listen every week. Make sure you tell a friend. If you haven't yet, mash that subscribe button, and you'll get it delivered right to your uh, device each and every week. And certainly we uh, appreciate your five-star ratings for those of you that are on Apple Podcast and also appreciate the kind reviews as well. Big show this week, two great guests. We're going to talk a little bit of Chattanooga volleyball as, uh, as we get things going, we're going to start, uh, well, I tell you, we're going to talk with, uh, Chattanooga beach volleyball coach. We'll, we'll visit with coach Darren uh, coming up here in, uh, in just a few minutes because, uh, his squad again, really got off to an unbelievable start to begin, beach volleyball here at Chattanooga they've been really competitive in the OVC been very close the last two years to bringing home a championship we'll visit with coach Van Horn coming up in a few but we're going to start with Chattanooga's director of volleyball Julie Torbit, is on mocks on the mic let's start with year one now that it's in the books what what'd you feel like you learned this year in year one at Chattanooga
1: well everything's a learning process uh, so in many ways You know, I think we exceeded people's expectations. Um, I got a great lay of the land as to what the conference is like and what it's going to take to win the conference. And so I thought it was a great year.
0: Let's start with that. What is it going to take to win the Southern Conference?
1: Um, Volleyball is good in the Southern Conference. uh, Some really strong teams. So, you know, I I just think that we're going to, need to um, continue to attract some high-level players um, and uh, continue to progress and teach the players that we have. Um, My first number one goal was to get the players on the roster to re-recruit them and get them to buy in with my way of doing things, which I really believe that they did. So now adding those missing pieces, um, you that that's going to be really critical recruiting, really critical for next year.
0: I want to talk about some of your players for a minute. Obviously, we got to start with Natalie Tyson. She had a tremendous year for you um, bringing her in. Uh, Just a a little bit about Natalie and and the, the year that she was able to put together.
1: Well, I've known Natalie since she was 16 years old. I remember going and watching her in a little gym or a little high school gym in, in Kernersville. And um, I'm just so happy um, that she had such a great year that she was able to, um, you know, really enjoy uh, this season. Um, she had some some rough couple seasons Um at East Carolina after I left uh, with losses, I mean. So um, to come in and have a winning season, to have a winning season in conference, uh, to lead the team, lead the conference in kills. um, And, you know, she's just a little thing. She's only 5'8". So um, just a great person, great family, just so happy that she capped off her career with a career high in the semifinals with 29 kills. Um, That's how you want to go out.
0: I got to ask you about some of the players now that you're going to have coming back that were here this year. Um, I feel like Sophia Bosong maybe took another step for you guys kind of in her progression as this season went along. What did you see from her?
1: Yeah, Sophia, um, finally, she had some competition this year with from Elaine Redmond. So I think that really helped her, um, you know, have somebody pushing her in the gym every day. And um, Elaine was out with an injury. So Sophia got to um, be the 5-1 setter again. And, you know, she really, um, she's just a great teammate. Uh, she's a great competitor. Um, so I'm really happy with her progress.
0: You had some instances this year when they were on the floor together, did you not?
1: We did. We ran about every offense combination that you can possibly run with two setters. So I guess you could have a third setter out there. It'd be a little different. But yeah, we ran a 5-1 with each of them. We ran a 6-2 with both of them. We ran a 5-1 with both of them. And even a couple matches, Sophia played as a DS and then took the second ball if Elaine took the first ball. So kind
0: of a 5-2. Yeah. Is that something you, are you comfortable doing that going forward? I mean, is that something you would explore for next year as well?
1: For sure. My style has always been to put the best six players on the court, whoever that is. If that's three middles, you do it. If it's two setters, you do it. Um, You want your best players on the court with you and you want your winners on the court, the ones that win in practice every day, the the win in the classroom. You know, They're getting things done um, in other aspects of their life. Those are the players that are going to take you to a championship. So that's who you want on the court and you just make the lineup work around that. Um, So I've been pretty successful with that. Now I've would like some more consistency. We changed the lineup a lot. So that is something moving forward. I would like to have a little bit more consistency uh, out of their performance. So I didn't need to change the lineup up as much.
0: Paige Gallantine had a tremendous year. Again, another one that I thought uh, much different where she ended than where she started with you. A little bit about the improvement you, you saw in Paige over the course of the season.
1: Yeah, Paige is one of those ones that I, you know, very happy I inherited. You know, she was here before and and did really well. Um, but being trained by she's in my positions, the position I played in college. So having a coach that played her position, um, she's really gonna blossom. I can see really great things for her in the future.
0: Do you find you're a little more difficult, maybe a little bit harder on? that position because that's where you played?
1: Yeah, I I definitely pushed that position. So we'll have five defensive players next year. This year we only had three available because one of them was injured. So that is a position that, yeah, for sure. We push defense um, for sure in our gym all the time. Everybody has to play defense. But that position is one, of course, I enjoy working with. Uh, my assistants have the setters and the hitters. Um, but – their mind have that's my um yeah where my passion is for sure in that position and watching them grow
0: Kate Neal uh as a sophomore really uh really had a nice season uh kind of became that anchor for you uh in in the middle over the course of the year a little bit about Kate and what you saw from her
1: Yeah Kate um really was our you know, better offensive player in the middle. So she could run a variety of different sets and, um, did a nice job when we needed points offensively out of the middle, you know, Kate was kind of the go-to. And so that was really nice to see. Um, we're going to try to put more of a complete package together with Kate, with her blocking and prove her blocking this spring so that she's a little bit more of a complete package. Cause the middles, we did change out a lot, um, because of their different, um, qualities and what they bring to the table were were really different between all four of them and kate's was definitely the most offensive
0: who surprised you this year
1: um i mean i really am kind of a realist with them and uh, i set high goals so it, it is really kind of hard to surprise me um i guess hallie Olson. Probably we weren't expecting her to come in and um, be quite the player. She had some ups and downs, but we definitely saw more in her than we had expected when she came in as a transfer from FAU.
0: What do you see as your big question marks now going into this offseason and preparing for the start of next season?
1: Well, replacing Natalie Tyson, obviously, that kind of offensive load and that kind of a go to player is difficult. And she was a sixth rotation. Um, but we already um, brought in Charde Van Zant, who um, in the in the break, um, who was at La Tech. Um, so we're excited to see what she can do. We start our twenty hour um, spring season tomorrow. Um, so we've had her in the gym a little bit for individuals, but we're excited to see how she fits in, and and that's just definitely a big hole. I think everywhere else we kind of have the tools and we have the players within our program to fill, uh, but we're still looking for who's gonna um, who's gonna be the go-to.
0: What is what's your philosophy on transfers versus high school players? I mean, is there a certain mix? you want to see on a roster now?
1: Well, the nice thing about transfers is they have college level experience and, you know, a high school kid, no matter how good of a club team they play for, no matter how successful they've been in high school, we have, you know, Chloe, Brian, I think won three state championships in high school. You know, they're just um, not at that college level of play, like a transfer. So I wouldn't want a whole team of transfers because, you know, they're bringing in different things, um, sometimes a little bit of baggage, you know, from their previous experience that they have to get over, you know, or they're used to a certain way. And maybe we don't do it that way. We're Freshmen don't really know what to expect. So there's some nice things about that. They're just kind of open to anything because this is college for the first time. And um, so I like a mix of the two. And I think you're going to see the transfer portal start to diminish a little bit anyways. Got a little out of hand. So even some of the new rules that have been put in place are to kind of tamper it down a little bit and not have just, you know, coaches going in there and, and picking their entire team out of the transfer portal.
0: Did you but feel like says-
1: Texas took 11 kids and won a national championship out of the portal. Wow. So.
0: Did you feel it was important coming into this year that new coach, new place, we need to have success right away. Was that was that something you you felt you needed to do here because they haven't experienced a lot of winning in the past?
1: Yeah, I mean, it does make it easier to have your players buy in when there's proof, you know, when it's right there, they see it. Um, You know, I I really feel like we left four or five matches on the table. We could have won um, in the preseason as we were switching things around, as we were getting our players to buy in and as we were kind of getting them in shape um, for the level that I wanted them to play at. So. I would say we definitely can, you know do a lot better than we did this past year. But obviously once we got into conference um, and conference is what's most important, Going 10 and six um, was probably something and beating everyone in the conference um, in the top four anyways. um, You know, Mercer was the only team we didn't beat. So we were the only team to beat the number one team and we beat the number two team and we beat the number three team and we were tied for third. So we were the only team that did that. So I feel like that really upped their confidence and their commitment um, because we were able to do that this year. Um, But I've also been told, you know, don't win too much too fast because, you know, undersell over deliver. There's a lot of different philosophies, but I just want to win, you know. So when we go out on the court, I want to put us in the best possible position for those girls to be successful, for us to compete and end up on the winning side of things.
0: Can you talk about schedule yet for next year?
1: Um, We're our so schedule has not been approved yet for 2023 so we don't have a firm schedule yet um but our non-conference I tend to you know try to have a couple tournaments that we should be able to be successful and then a couple tougher tournaments like last year we went to Georgia um you know so we we try to balance that out with the four weekends that you have um, in non-con. And then there's room in our schedule for a couple um, midweeks. And so not all that solidified yet, but I would look for the same kind of thing this year. Um, And then as we get better, you know, we can look to scheduling for RPI, um, you know, to try to achieve a postseason bid, you know, those kind of things. But it's premature for that, I would say now we're really just focused on, you know, winning the conference tournament, going to the NCAAs. Um, And the best way to do that is to be ready in November to put three matches together.
0: Who was in charge of coordinating the celebrations on the sidelines? Because I thought your kids took it to a whole nother level this year.
1: Yeah, it's become become a little bit of a trend in volleyball to have the players on the sidelines be super involved. I would say that I would give credit mostly to uh, Marcel uh, and Sophia. When they were over there, they really up to the level, as you said, of bench cheers. Um, they got the eye of Terrell Owens was tweeting about it when he came to one of our matches. And um, it was made it fun, but it made me know that the bench was definitely uh, paying attention to what was going on in the game and they were staying warm and loose and having fun and not over there pouting that they weren't in the match. Um, we didn't have any of that. So that was just really nice to see Because they all are, all of them are important, you know, and you've got to be ready to go. So, um, so that was something a little fun that I haven't seen as much of, um, but it is a newer trend in volleyball.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would imagine as a coach, it has to make you feel good to know that they were as engaged in what was going on as they were from the bench.
1: Oh yeah. And they stormed the court a couple of times. I mean, they were ready to run out when we, you know, we had some really nail biters five set matches that went right down to the wire. Um, They were, they were engaged. And, and I did make a lot of subs this year. So a lot of players got court time and and playing time and they were ready to go. But when they were on the bench, they were cheering for their teammates. They were engaged on what was happening and they were a little entertaining in and of themselves. (laughs) So if you got a little bored, watching the match, you could watch what was going on on the bench.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, so for people and hopefully people got a chance to come out and see you guys this year, because it was an entertaining brand of, of volleyball. And, and you would talk to me, uh, I guess, back in, I don't know, back last fall, maybe about wanting to up the tempo a little bit in terms of, of how you guys play. And I thought you did that, uh, for those that, were able to get out to watch Chattanooga volleyball. What do you want people to know about this program and, and how you guys play?
1: Well, I want them to know that we're competitors, that these are, are very intelligent, wonderful young ladies that are, you know, a joy to be around and coach. So, you know, come support them. Um, but volleyball is like the hottest sport right now. It's skyrocketing all over the country um, in attendance numbers. They're breaking records everywhere. And I think that's going to trickle down to, you know, the SOCON and trickle down to schools like um like Chattanooga, because, you know, they're seeing this on TV. You go into a, a restaurant or a bar that has ESPN on and then volleyball is on you know, so you can come right on down to the gym. It's free, you know, come and check it out and get to know these players that you have access to. Um, They're great role models and mentors. We got a three, six in the, in the classroom GPA. Um, You know, I've got players that are going to be doctors and lawyers and really do great things in life. And I just think that's a perfect opportunity if you have a daughter or son and you want them to be around some college, you know, college mentors, Um, you know, they're, they're a great group. And you can get right close to the action. Um, you know, like I said, it's free. So we're hoping to really push the attendance next year. This year, I really had to focus on winning and focus on the girls and getting to know them. This next year, we're going to really get out in the community and try to get to know um, people in this town and get them on board with what we're doing.
0: You know, the one thing that I will say, and I've and I've said this before, and you, you've expounded nicely on the, the athletic talents that so many of your players have but the one thing i will say about chattanooga volleyball and and i think sophia is kind of the the poster child for this i never looked at her and said she is not having a good time because <laughs> that was a team that looked like number one they enjoyed being together but they truly just loved playing and you know when you see that i think it's infectious when you sit and watch a group play and realize that they're enjoying this more than I am uh, being able to watch it, but they had a lot of fun together.
1: And that's what you want. I mean, why play a college sport and devote that much time to something if you don't love it. So you have to have that passion. And I, I think I brought that renewed um, sense of this is why we do what we do. This is we would be doing this if you weren't here, coach, we would be in the gym playing if you weren't here telling us what to do. I wanted them to feel that way. And I want them to play that way and and share that excitement for their sport because if they can't I don't know who will um you know and and it does become infectious and then people can get on board um, because they truly see it and believe it and so i i think that that was a complete switch and i know winning helps you know for sure it's fun to win um but being successful and really seeing a process like somebody come in and say this is what we're going to do and do it, and then get the results that were promised, so I was fortunate in that regard that that happened, and I think um, you'll see more of that to come, um, you know, in the future.
0: Coach, congratulations on a great first year. Again, you guys were, uh, you guys were fun to watch, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys again uh, come November, but I know we're going to talk between now and then, but uh, look forward to uh, seeing what the schedule looks like, and can't wait to, to see you guys back on the floor
1: yeah thank you so much it will go by fast and we'll be getting ready to start another season
0: coach thank you yep thank you thanks to coach Torbit for uh, giving us a little bit of time and always appreciate when uh, we can talk a little bit of uh, Chatanooga volleyball it's one of my one of my favorite things to watch and cover at UTC. Is, uh, is the volleyball program so much fun. So is the beach volleyball program as well. They're getting ready to kick off their season coach, Darren Van Horn hops on mocks on the mic coach, appreciate the time. It's always fun when we get a chance to, uh, to talk about, I guess, what's still the, the newest sport at, uh, at UTC. What's, uh, uh, how is it different now than it was say, uh, a year ago or a year and a half ago?
2: Yeah, I think just the uh, the amount of time I've got to spend with these girls has uh, been awesome. You know, I, my first recruiting class, if you will, as freshmen are now juniors. Uh, so we just have a little bit more depth in the regards of getting to work with these girls and kind of implementing the things that I want to do, uh, getting to see them grow as athletes as well um, and just develop. So it's it's been a fun ride. I think we've kind of, Gotten a float of things from year to year, so um, it's just a little bit smoother of a ride, I would say, um, but still exciting things.
0: When you started, you had to rely very heavily on the your your indoor team who were also willing to, to play beach. Um, how many girls from the indoor team are a part of the beach program now?
2: Yep, so we had three indoor girls. Um, they're playing for our beach team this spring. Uh, so at this point we have a lot of, a lot more beach only kids. Um, I think last year we had four indoor kids. So, um, just every year it seems to be a, a little bit more and more beach only kids. Um, but we've, we've continued to kind of have a handful of indoor girls that enjoy doing both. Um, we've recruited them, uh, knowing that they want to do both. So, um, you know, we'll always have a few crossover kids, I think.
0: how is the skill set different? from indoor versus beach
2: Uh, i would say the the biggest difference is that you've got to be able to do all of the skills um you know with indoor you can be a little more uh, precise or um, exclusive you know if you're a big heavy hitter you sometimes you don't have to have uh, the passing down or you don't have to do setting we have one specific player to do the majority of our setting in indoor Um, but out there in the sand there's only two of you and both of you have to have those skills. You got to be able to hit to, to score. You've got to be able to, to set your opponent, you got to be able to pass um, because if someone finds the, those weaknesses on the other side, uh, they're going to do their best to exploit them as much as possible. So, got to be a little more well rounded, I would say.
0: You know, you and I have, uh, we've talked about this uh, before, but for those that haven't seen it yet, that haven't experienced it, when they come out to watch Chattanooga Beach Volleyball, what are they going to see?
2: Yeah, I think um, you're going to see a different type of atmosphere probably than most. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's something in my throat. Um, you know, they we have three courts going at once. Um, so you'll see three different games going on. Uh, you'll have music playing in the background usually, not always, uh, but depending on where you go. Um, so it's a, it's a fun atmosphere. Uh, it's a lot of enjoyment, but also you you know you have three different games you can watch. You can uh, there's a lot of competitiveness going on. Uh, I think the exciting thing too is a lot of times it comes down to one court that maybe is making the difference of who wins the duel. And you'll see all the teams lining up around that court, screaming, yelling. And, um, and with uh, beach volleyball, you switch sides every seven points, so you kind of see the teams rotate from side to side uh, whatever side their team's playing on. Um, so it just kind of creates this fun, competitive atmosphere. Um, and uh, obviously being out in the sun, uh, it's not a bad way to spend your day either.
0: Now, do you have a, like your number one duo, your number two duo, your number three duo, how do you go about determining who you pair together and who's number one versus who's number five, say?
2: Yeah, no, there's, a, there's definitely a lot to think about. Um, obviously, the most obvious things are just from a skill standpoint. Um, you know, this person is our best player, so they would most likely be in the ones pair. Um, but it goes further than that, obviously, because you have to play in pairs, right? So you look at who brings out the best of each other, uh, what style of players match up well with others. Um, so you might see a lot of pairs where there's a really big player really tall player and then uh, a really short player with each other. Um, cause one is more of a blocker. One is more of a defender. Um, but then you also might see, you know, a more lively group where they're kind of being loud and, and talking even aggressively to fire each other up, um, as pairs, or you might see a pair where, you know, it's a little bit quieter. They know each other well, um, and they handle their business. So it's all about kind of finding the, the marriages, if you will, within those pairs, um, and, and who plays best you know throughout practice uh in the fall and even in the spring we're, we're constantly watching how people play together uh, they're competing against each other um, so they're given opportunities to kind of you know move up or move down in those pairs potentially as well so it's it's a it's a tough job I'm not gonna lie but it, it's a fun one for sure
0: I would imagine that creates some real competitive situations in practice, does it not? I mean, you can't you can't afford to take a practice off that way, right? Yeah,
2: no, for sure. Um, and that's kind of what we hang our hat on uh in practice is we want to be competitive, you know, we want to love the sport that we're playing, um, but we, we want to get after it. And so you know, at any given time you can be replaced. Um, you know, once you're on the court, uh, we don't have subs like other sports do. Um, so you're, you're fighting week to week for those spots and and for that slot in the pairs. Um, but yeah, it's a competitive atmosphere, uh, and you can't hide in beach volleyball, you know, like I said, you don't get subbed. Um, and there's only two people. So as long as you can kind of serve or hit towards one person, uh, you're, you're going to have to figure out a way to be successful. So, um, obviously you have your partner to help you out a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think I love that the most about beach volleyball is just the mentality of, you know, when you're struggling, you're going to have to figure, figure it out and get yourself out of it. Um, cause there's nobody that could step in for you.
0: So tell me about this team. You guys have had success. Now you set the bar pretty high right from the start when it, when it came to building this, tell me a little bit about this team and your expectations going into this year.
2: Yeah, this, this year is going to be uh, new and exciting in the sense that uh, we lo- we had five seniors graduate last year. So a lot of new faces in our roster um, as far as our starting lineup goes. Uh, but we also have a lot of returning veterans that uh, you know had those spots in the lineup and, and had a lot of success. So um, we have no seniors this year. Um, so it, it's a it's a unique group. Um, I think they're finding kind of their new leadership a little bit, but they're doing a great job with that. Um, and they, and they want to win, you know, we've come really close the last couple of years to winning the tournament or winning the regular season. Um, I, I, I think last year they felt like it was their year. Uh, things just seemed to be really going our way up until, uh, playing UT Martin. Um, and it was a really tough battle. Uh, you know, the third set of our last pair, this pair, besides the duel, we're up 14, 13 in a, in a third set game to 15. And um, we end up losing 16-14. So just being right there, um, knowing that we can compete with anybody in our conference uh, and knowing that they can compete with us, um, keeps us on our toes and keeps us hungry. Um, but they're they're itching to get that first kind of conference victory for sure. And I think that's kind of where we're setting our bar and and where we're aiming every year. Um, and so they're excited about that, even as a young group or with lots of new faces. I think people are eager to get into that roster and, and prove they belong and prove that they can help this program continue trending in the right direction. Um, and so for me, it's, it's just fun to be around every day is a joy to be around this group. They work hard. Um, you know, anything I ask of them, they're, they're ready to work and do. And so, um, it's just, it's just a good place to be.
0: Give me a name or two or three, whatever you feel comfortable with, but give me a couple of names off this roster that we need to know going into this season.
2: Yeah, so um, I think the first name that kind of stands out uh, is Neva Clark. She played in my twos pairs last year. She was a freshman. Um, in my opinion, one of the best freshmen in the conference. Um, so she she really helped us, her and, and Paige. Uh, had a really strong record as the two pair. Um, and they were kind of, in some ways, like almost my, I wouldn't say go-to, but just my reliable pair. Um, I always felt like they were giving themselves chances to win. They were pretty dominant uh, towards the back end of the stretch. Um, and so she's returning. Um, and I think she's she's one of our hardest workers. So uh, I expect her to just continue to contribute for the team. Um, we have a, a re- some really awesome freshmen uh, that have come into this class. Uh, so Kenny McKenna-Facek. Um, Maddie Lisick and um, Emma are all going to be, you know. I think people are that are going to come in and help contribute. Um, you know, we've got uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a good group. We've got Joy Portwright who's returning as well. Um, she was in the five spare with Julia Davis, um, and I felt like that pair really. You know, even though they're the fives pair, they were a pair that we really needed all year long. Um, they found ways to win for us. And, it, you know, those four and five pairs are so important sometimes because, you know, they set the tone. They play first before the first three pairs play. So they help kind of set the tone of how the dual school going. Um, and so I was I was really proud of that group as well last year and how they they handled themselves. So excited to kind of see them continue that trend too.
0: You uh you mentioned Paige Galantine and uh... – is it Neva or Neva 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 Clark? You, you mentioned those two. Uh, and, and those are two that are, you know, pages is, is five, eight, uh, Clark's about five, nine. You're looking at two that are, are very similar in size. Do you often see that where you get two that are, that are so similar in, in stature?
2: Yeah. So there's, um, I guess the three ways to mainly describe, um, positions if you will they're not really positions but um you know you have what we would consider a blocker as a, as a player and that's somebody who's more at the net blocking more often usually the bigger uh, type of player and you have what we call a split blocker um, and usually this is where you'll find similar sized people so they're kind of in between where they you know they can block at the net but they also can play defense really well uh, and play behind the block um, and so a lot of times you'll see some pairs where they have that kind of split block group where they're they're similar in size but they can do both things um with the thing with neva and and Paige is that they you know they're both similar sizes but they both play different games so i we use neva more as a blocker um because i think she plays a little bit bigger uh Paige obviously is our libero for our indoor side um, so she naturally is a great defender and so she plays really well behind the block of neva um and then the last position you normally have is that defender like i mentioned Um, which is kind of what we consider Paige more often just because she's so good at that skill. uh, We want to use that as often as we can.
0: You guys get the season started in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just about a month away uh, from, from now. What is the itinerary? How much work is getting done between now and, and February the 25th when you guys get it going for real?
2: Yeah. I mean, we still have about almost a month left. um, And we, In my eyes, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, Like I said, we've got a a younger roster with a lot of new faces. And so, um, you know, luckily we had all fall to train. But um, I still think there's work to be done in in figuring out those pairs and and just kind of getting us to the most consistent we can be. Um, You know, I think it's going to be a learning process even throughout the whole year, regardless of of how well we do, um, just because they are such a young group and there's so much to learn still for them um but you know they're they're tackling every day they want to come in they want to work um you know even even days that uh we aren't around um you know i've heard that they've been get, going to try to play on their own just because they they they're so excited for the season um and it's an awesome thing to, to be a part of that it makes my job a little bit easier whenever they're uh they're putting in the work and they want to they want to accomplish things so
0: you have two tournaments before you get into OVC play, one in in Hattiesburg, the other one you go to Montgomery, Alabama. What do you hope to get out of those two events?
2: Yeah, I think um, just to kind of see where we're at. I think in Hattiesburg we play a lot of teams that uh, are very similar to our conference opponents, uh, so we'll kind of find out right off the bat where we feel like we stand. Um, I think the first two weekends also are, are, are going to be a situation where, you know, I might flip pairs a little bit more. Um, traditionally, I like to you know, have those things decided and feel really good about them so that they are creating some chemistry playing throughout all of the spring together. But um, early on, you know, you want to see what works. And with so many new faces, I think uh, these first two weekends are going to be good opportunities for us to potentially mix things up um, and just kind of find out what works well.
0: Well look, uh coach, the, the sports nerd in me gets uh gets kind of excited because uh you guys will play Florida Southern. So it may be the first time in history that one group of mocks has taken <laughs> on another group of mocks. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've realized that in this schedule yep. or not.
2: <laughs> no, for sure. Um I'm excited about that too. Uh yeah. It's just I, I haven't seen the mocks versus the mocks quite yet, but uh we're looking forward to it.
0: All right, coach, I, I appreciate it. I want to do this again maybe as we get close to OVC play and uh and we'll talk a little more about the uh about the conference then, but uh uh appreciate the time as always. Best of luck to you guys and again, want to encourage folks to uh you you watch it on TV, but uh, get out and see it in person.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Chris.
0: Thanks to Darren Van Horn for giving us some time this week. Uh, good luck to him and the Beach Volleyball squad as they begin their season. It's about a month or so from now. Also, thanks to Coach Torbett and we'll look forward to uh, catching up with her again as we uh, as we move through the spring and the summer as they begin their, their spring workouts as well. Alright, that is going to wrap it up for us this week here on Mox on the Mic. Make sure you join us again next week as always. Make sure you tell a friend about Mox on the Mic and We'll see you again back here next week. Thanks to our producer, Tate Johnson, for putting this all together. Thanks to you for being with us as well. Until next time, so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.